the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. (sighs) Give me an iced tea. It's a hot one out there today, isn't it? I love it. Me too. You know what it seems like to me? Hmm. We're just not going to have winter. (laughs) No, I feel good about it. I think this is my sign that my prayers have been answered. We're just not going to have it. So if that would be the case, then Mm. would you fully embrace the idea of climate change? (laughs) <laughs> if that would require that. You're that such a, listen to you. Skip winter, listen Kathy would Look, go. What a nudge. She's nodding her head going, what a nudge. yeah, I guess there really is climate no, change. Well, I guess there really is. Listen, let me just break in parenthetically and say, <laughs> parenthetically. I'm not saying that, no. <laughs> listen to how you drag me into these things. I'm not saying there isn't climate change. I'm just saying <laughs> that there's no actual evidence that mankind is the genesis mm. of it. Okay. I'm just saying it's hot out there. Saying. You're just trying You're so to good get... up now because Friday is going to be 60. Oh, High 60. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. Sorry. So this is the last breath of summertime. Listen to how he dragged me into that climate change. Take it he just being a nudge. I'm just saying, you know. You know, him and Greta Thunberg, they're... They're good friends. They're hey, now, stop, you two. Look at you <laughs> jumping up on it. Hey, it's a beautiful day here. Um, how about the, what's happening on the college campuses? Okay, this is terrific news. Yeah. It starts with bad news, but it ends with good news. I'm reading an article from the Washington Examiner by Jeffrey Simino about what has happened at the University of Iowa campus. Okay, <laughs> so let me give you a little bit of background. Um a college student group called InterVarsity has been around for a lot of decades. Yeah. I'm going to guess maybe 40 years, right. 50 years. They are the mainstay of Christians on college campuses. I, I would say it's one of them. Yes. One of them. You would you would put CCO in that. You put crew in that. Right. I would say between those three. Okay. Um, at the University of Iowa, InterVarsity has been a campus presence for 25 years. Okay. They welcome all students. So no matter what you believe, no matter what you think, no matter who you are. You're welcome. You are welcome to be a part of uh, InterVarsity. The only thing they say is if you're going to be part of our leadership team, you have to believe in Jesus. That sounds reasonable. Right, because right? It, is a, it is a Christian organization, yeah. right? Okay. Sounds reasonable. So for years, that was fine with the University of Iowa. Mm-hmm. But in June of 2018, <clears throat> the University of Iowa claimed that this rule of requiring leaders to be Christians was discriminatory. It violated the university's non-discrimination policy. And so then as a result of that, they limited InterVarsity's access to campus, so no more meetings on campus. They froze their bank account. Wow. They shut down their website. And they advertised that InterVarsity was, quote, defunct for lack of student interest. Really? They, they claimed that? University of Iowa did all of those I things. I wonder if that was true. How many students were attending InterVarsity's events throughout the, the month? 
Well, I don't know, but because there was no way for them to publish any events, I'm sure that it declined precipitously. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is what's interesting. So, InterVarsity took them to court because they said this is crazy. This what they talk about discriminate. This is supposed to be a non-discrimination policy. This is the essence of discrimination. In fact, it's active discrimination on behalf of the of the university. Right. So, I wonder where the genesis of this came from. Where so people were belonging to to InterVarsity and you had to be a Christian leader or he had to be a Christian to actively participate in leadership. In leadership only. But then someone stepped forward and said, wait a second. That's not fair. I'm a Buddhist or I'm a, a nun. Any of that. An N-O-N-E. Right. And I still want to be part of a leadership here. Right. Which is weird. Why would you want to do that anyway? Okay. The only reason I can think that anyone would say that was just to be a nudge. A nudge. Right. Just to make sure that. I mean, you know, would anyone who didn't believe something like, would I go? I'm not a Muslim. Would I go to a Muslim student group on campus and demand to be part of the leadership? I don't group? think so. I wouldn't. No. Now, I'd be interested in going to a meeting because I've never been to a meeting like that. But I certainly wouldn't go up and say I'd like to be part of the leadership, right? Unless I wanted to be a nudge. So that, it makes sense. So someone activated this, and then of course, or to... we don't know that it could have just been that nobody activated it. It was the university that just looked down and said, "You know what? I don't like this." And I tend to think it's the latter, really, simply because of how hard the courts came down on the University of Iowa leadership. So here, so this is what they have to do. If you can believe this, okay. So this went to trial. This, this went, went to some sort of case. This went right? to a court, yeah, yeah. U.S. District Court. Um, so. Just last Friday, U.S. District Judge Stephanie Marie Rose ruled that the University of Iowa was, Iowa was discriminating against the religious group, not just InterVarsity, but a whole bunch of other groups that they did this to, hmm. okay, and concluded that the violation was so flagrant that the school officials responsible for it, I mean, the dudes themselves, are going to have to pay InterVarsity out of their pocket. Good. For the money that they've lost in their legal battle to stay on campus. So those people would be who? Administrators? Within so the, the vice president of the University of Iowa, really? several other officers have also been found liable. They were named in the suit. And the university president, Bruce Harold, may also have to pay. That has not been adjudicated or announced yet. Pay what? They're going to have to pay all the legal fees that InterVarsity incurred for having to fight this battle. Which has got to be, you know, in the six digits. Sure. They're going to pay that out of their pocket, which is exactly what should happen. And were there damages assessed as well, I wonder? There were no damages assessed. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the, the Christian thing to do would be for, you know, if it was damages for InterVarsity to go, you don't have to pay us damages. We just want to have our space back on campus. Well, there again. wasn't that, that wasn't right, even an right, issue. Right. So. Okay, so it's just the lawyers are going to be enriched now by the no, because No, the lawyers were already paid yeah. by University. So they're not paying the lawyers. Oh, they're paying the They're paying University. Holy smokes. I mean, it's exactly the way it should be. Now, this is what's interesting about it, is that just last January, January of 2019, the university was in the same court, okay? They were in a related case, BLINC versus University of Iowa, and it was about the university using this policy, this non-discrimination policy, unevenly. So it was not against university. It was against another religious group. Okay, but they were not using the same policy against secular groups. So if it's a young farmers of America, young farmers of America, they were not looking Mm -hmm. to see if a non-farmer wanted to be on the leadership group because secular groups they decided weren't worthy of their attention. But the religious groups were all worthy of their attention. So back in January, they got their hands slapped. 
for carving out explicit exemptions for secular groups, but going after religious groups. And now, again, they end up in the same court during the same thing. Wow. I mean, can you believe? Now, this is, this is, what, the, um, this is what the judge said. It said, we would never have expected the University of Iowa to respond to that order, the one in January, by homing in on religious groups like InterVarsity while carving out explicit exemptions for other groups. But here we are. The university's conduct is ludicrous and incredibly baffling. Yay, fabulous. Oh, my god! So there's some gosh. common sense. I wonder what, what the deal is. Why would you target people of faith on a college campus? What? That happens all over the place. What this, is the this deal? All, almost this exact this exact same case happened on Vanderbilt's campus. It happened at make the University sense. of Texas. This this has happened on campuses all over the country. But you would think, like you know, Middle America, the University of Iowa, right. that you is this corn like fed a, and it's right. Christian Brotherhood. You know, uh, everyone gathers there together, right? No, I'm telling you. If you are a parent who cares about religious freedom, even if you're not religious yourself, but you think, well, you know what? Everybody should be able to believe what they want to believe. Stop giving your money to giant universities that that don't give a care about religious groups. I'm not saying it has to be Christian groups. Universities should allow the free exercise of religion because that's what our Constitution allows. And it's difficult on any college campus. I mean, as difficult as it is for any young person to show up on campus and try to have a faith life, then you're you know going backwards by the administration or those in charge who are actively pursuing a student group there are grown-ups they were grown-ups actively pursuing a student group it's ridiculous so you're right common sense has prevailed truly does okay we'll take a break come back Uh, our first guest national homemade cookies day oh man people you almost forgot this is a big Mm. thing do we have anything on on, uh, facebook yet mike oh we have a poll do we have a poll no okay i want to put a poll up oh please do i do it's national homemade cookies day you want to hear my thesis my thesis is, if it's not homemade, it's not worth the calories. Like, I'm not eating a Chips Ahoy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. I mean, the Chips Ahoy, however, I do fall into this little sugar cookie thing. You know what those, you know, those little, like, little wafer bars? No, you know what, what are I mean? you talking about? They come like, in different the, colors. Like the or- vanilla. Oh, and- no. You mean those little waffle cookies? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love those, those ones that are vanilla chocolate I strawberry. love those so much. To me, that's like, I could eat like a barrel of those yeah. things. I love those so much. You have so to break much. them apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those. So there's probably, there can't be any natural substance in there, right? I don't care. No. However, on the flip side, when I think about my mom's homemade cookies coming out of the oven and you're there waiting for the chocolate chips or the peanut butter or the sugar cookies, yeah, bring it on. Do you like a, I don't, I do not like a snickerdoodle. (gasps) I do not. What are you saying? I'm not going to eat a snickerdoodle. Oh my gosh, why? Because they just. The texture is mm -mm. perfect. Now it seems weird to me. Why? I don't know. I got a thing against it. I didn't grow up with a snickerdoodle. I have no relationship to one. When I see them, I bypass them. (gasps) Mike. Uh, Give me a Fig Newton. A Fig Newton? Now wait a minute. What are you talking about? Fig Newton is not even from. It's a cookie. Wait, did Mrs. New Mike make cookies? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so please, don't yeah. malign your mom. Okay, yeah. now listen. Fig, <laughs> okay. Mrs. New Mike is not his mom. Oh, right. Oh, he's Mrs. married to Mrs. Right. New Mike. <laughs> yeah, right. His mom is New Mike's mom. Glad we got that worked out. Right, this is confusing. Yeah. Anyway, let me say, Fig Newtons are to cookies as Pringles are to potato chips. Well, I like a Fig Newton. I'm not, I like a I Pringle. I like a Fig Newton. A Pringles are fine. Listen, you haven't lived till you've had an Aldi's Fig Newton. Which, is it really? Oh, well, not really. I mean, you know... <laughs> So my wife is, you know, budget conscious. She'll like throw the Aldi's Fig Newtons in there. They're far cry from the regular Fig Newtons. Yeah, Fig but Newtons are just, just better. How about an Archway cookie? Now we never had Archway cookies. You ever had an Archway cookie? Archway, 
Because that, that was like, to me, like growing up, oh, I yeah. thought rich people had arch Oh, or how about the Pepperidge Farm ones in the oh, little white bag? Oh, my gosh. The Petri. Oh, Chessman. Oh, gosh. What? Oh, yeah. What about the Milano? Lorna Dunes. Oh, aren't they delicious? Mm-hmm, the Milano. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But that's yeah. okay because it's homemade cookie day. We're Very not nice. talking about all those other ones. Okay, about, so we need a poll. Yes, yeah, so we need to decide what's your favorite homemade cookie. So I'd say we put up chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. I say we put up oatmeal raisin. How about, uh, my favorite chocolate chip is oatmeal chocolate chip. That to me well, is no, like you're mixing stuff. That's the ever, best. Have you ever had the Archway iced oatmeal soft cookies? No. See, oh, Archway's a ripoff. Okay, now listen gosh. again, Mike. Archway's so not a homemade good. cookie. No, it's not. There's preservatives this in there. This isn't national like like store bought. My cookie taste day. buds don't care. Get no, out of no, here. No, no, they are no, no, so no. good. Okay, so chocolate chip, peanut butter, a peanut butter cookie. Yeah, well, that was a staple in our house. Really? With yeah. chocolate chips? No, no, just peanut butter. Okay. And the fork thing. You the know what I mean? Thing you know, is see good. what I'm saying? Oh, the fork I know thing. the fork yeah, right, thing. Right, right. I know the fork thing. It's like the seal of approval. Uh, okay, chocolate chip, peanut butter, sugar cookie, yeah. snickerdoodle. Mm-hmm. And then I think you ought to have oatmeal raisin in there. Okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that as well. Okay. Okay, those five cookies will be up on our Facebook page shortly. Mike's uh, even toiling as we speak, all mm-hmm. right? Okay, take a break, come back. We're going to talk about violence at the movies. What does that look like? in our lives, how does that affect us as people of faith and especially following the culture? Stick around for that. 101.5 WORD. We want to know more about you. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Go to our website and take our short, anonymous Word FM listener survey. Answer just a few questions. I've got to concentrate, concentrate. A few easy questions to let us know who you are and how you listen to Word FM. Now the question is, how much cash do you want? How's a hundred bucks? Someone who takes the survey will win $100 cash. Are there any questions? If not, take the listener survey now at wordfm.com slash survey. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs. And we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall. Sail on the Sea of Galilee. Pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join other Word FM listeners on the Stand with Israel Tour by going to wordfm.com Israel. Hi. 
I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. When I was a kid, we, uh, we had friends, my buddy, uh, his parents were uh, movie people. And on a, like weekly, they would take us to the movies. It's just one of the things that they did, and I was, you know, connected to the family. So I remember seeing um, in nineteen, uh, I think sixty-seven. That's how far back this goes. I saw Bonnie and Clyde, hmm. and I was. And like, you were a little kid. I was uh, eleven, and I could not believe how exciting it was. I mean, it was as violent and scary and thrilling all at the same time. I told my mother, you know, I am, you know, she was like, she nodded her head. She had no idea what you know what I was watching. But then you, you know, you flash forward into your, you know, young adult life and you, you know, you're responsible for your own viewing habits. Um, uh, the films that you choose to see, right? Uh, what you choose to let in. And I, I think maybe this is probably um, a newer conversation about violence. Uh, I remember seeing um, Quentin Tarantino's... Um, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, uh, Reservoir Dogs. I mean, the opening sequence of that, well, I remember seeing that for the first time, not knowing what to expect. That was so deeply violent, okay, so well, surprising. Okay, so it was deeply surprising and violent. Mm-hmm. Was it upsetting? Yeah, it was upsetting because, you know, there was a couple in a restaurant, you know, finishing up their meal and, you know, canoodling in some cheesy way. And then all of a sudden they stand up and they go on a rampage. And, you know, you're off to the races and you're holy smokes. And that was the first time I'd seen Quentin Tarantino. So it was a brand new experience. Did it make you feel like you could do something like that? Well, you know, what was interesting about it was the, the pedestrian situation that it was in. You know, it was like a, you know, a diner in anywhere USA where you would see yourself, you know, as just the patron. So, yeah, you think, yeah, that happens. That, that could happen. I could do that or I could be part of that or I could be a victim or I could drive that in some way. And then, you know, you go further into, you know, your adult life. Uh, no Country for Old Men, which is, you know, a horror film in a very deep, disturbing way because mm-hmm. it talks, you know, the randomness of violence or the randomness of evil. Mm-hmm. How does that work? And if evil isn't restrained, what it looks like. Right. Or there will be blood, you know, in some ways, you know, that whole thing with capitalism and evil as well. And corporations and who don't care. And, and, you know, that just scratches the surface. I mean, you know, everybody, I think, can imagine or has watched any number of violent films over the years. I mean, that's just my personal sort of, you know, catch list as I, as I move through, you know, a childhood into a young adulthood to an adult. That's what I remember. But now, this week, a new film opens called uh, Joker, which is... Joaquin Phoenix 
And, uh, I mean, it's, it's really raised a lot of sort of red flags. This happens occasionally where a film goes into theaters and the advance warning is this is a dangerous film. It will harm you and your community around that. And then, you know, what happens is people have not seen the film protest. There's, you know, demonstrations against filmmakers Even the and U.S. military, according to Rolling Stone, has weighed in with a memo leaking earlier this week warning servicemen about credible threats of mass shootings at screenings of the film. Right, for the Joker, which is opening this weekend, right? So they're saying there could be violence. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. Alyssa is the film critic at Vox.com. She's been writing about film and culture since 2006. Alyssa's work has appealed in the, appeared in the Rolling Stone, Washington Post, Vulture. She's a member of the New York Film Critics. So and makes her living looking, writing about films. She's with us now. Alyssa, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Alyssa, does this uh, linkage between the Joker or between Joker, which comes out this week, and the violence that we're seeing in America, is this too much of a stretch or do you think that it's an appropriate conversation to have? You know, it's a, it's a really complicated question with this movie in particular because there's a couple of factors that we have to think about. Um, one of them is that, you know, there have actually been um, threats of of shootings and violence connected to this movie. I've actually received some of them to my own email account after I reviewed the movie um, sort of in a lukewarm manner. So, um, you know, there's something about that that is provoking these kinds of threats. Um, And, you know, when the Army issues kind of a bulletin in working with the FBI, then you you think twice about, you know, what this is provoking. Um, There's also the fact that um, there was a myth that the shooter um, at a screening of The Dark Knight Rises in 2012 in Aurora um, had linked himself to the Joker. That's actually not true, and it was disproven afterwards. Um, but you know how these stories kind of persist. Right. Um, and so people are thinking of that. They're remembering that. Um, and then also, you know, I've actually seen the film. I'm like, um, I think a lot of people have been talking about it. And um, while I don't think that it's as provocative as the movie thinks it is, it definitely paints the Joker character, who in the past has been kind of a force of chaos, um, in in a light where he's he's more of like a folk hero for someone who just feels like the world is turned against him and has gone completely mad. Um, and in some ways, it seems to match, um, you know, the profile of people who have actually gone and, you know, committed these kinds of acts of um of mass shooting. So there's reasons that people are a little more worried about this than maybe another violent movie um, because, you know, it, it matches the profile and it has provoked these threats. On the other hand, a lot of this is trolling, um, right. you know, and, and the Joker has been picked up in the past by as kind of a mascot by groups of people who use trolling to try and confuse and sow chaos and fear. Um, among people. So there's a lot of complicated factors here and reasons that I think the movie is being treated a little differently than, you know, uh, your average Quentin Tarantino movie. I see. So then uh, on the surface, because you've seen the film, is the film um, a watchable film? Is it something that you thought maybe not enjoyable, but at least interesting? Yeah, it actually is quite interesting. Um, You know, it's it's uh, I was skeptical going in because it's, after all, uh, supposed to be a very serious and gritty movie made by the guy who made the Hangover movies. So, um, you know, which, uh, you know, I I enjoyed as far as they went, but um, that just didn't seem like a great fit. On the other hand, Joaquin Phoenix's performance is terrific. It's definitely the role, you know, that he's perfect for. Um, The movie is very well made. It 
consciously uh, sort of explicitly echoes a couple of Scorsese films, including Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy, um, Mm. which I would say it probably doesn't totally understand those movies, but it's very clearly evoking them. And it does have, you know, it has a bunch of interesting ideas within it. Um, I don't know that they're coherently handled um, but it's certainly looking at the Joker as a as a kind of a character that could be very interesting um, and it's it's very well crafted you know it was given the Golden Lion at the at its premiere at the Venice Film Festival which is one of the most prestigious prizes a film can get so it's not it's no slouch of a film um, and uh, you know if if the ideas were a little more well thought out I think it would be an actual you know excellent film so as a film like this, because this is not the first time, you know, we talked about this as you're coming in, uh, that has all this advanced push in front of it, that it's supposed to be dangerous and perhaps a menace to society. I mean, what does that say about us, that we want to lean forward on our chairs to be titillated by something like this, at the same time fearful of this, so much so that the United States military is putting a warning out about this? And I guess especially as believers, right, um, you're following Christ in your life, but any number of people, whether you're a Christian or not, you still want to see something like this. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, first of all, that the violence has been overplayed in, a, in this film in particular. So it's, it's really not as violent as many other films you might see on your average you know, trip to the multiplex. Really? Um, but the film really courted this kind of image. You know, ahead of its release, people were dropping news articles about how it was a hard R rating, which is not a thing that exists. It's either rated R or it's not. So it was really trying to kind of paint itself as a super edgy, you know, very kind of violent film, because that's something that appeals to certain audiences. Um, You know, in reality, um, it's got it does have violence. The context of the violence is what's really troubling. And I think, you know, for those of us who um, actually have a robust theology of evil, it's a pretty interesting movie in that it really does grapple with, you know, where does evil come from? Does it come from outside? Is it something that is imposed upon people? Um, or is it something that we all have within us that is developed by, you know, the things we encounter and the way we react to them? It also has some interesting questions that it raises about how we think about mental illness and how we treat people with mental illness uh, in our society and what kind of effects that can have. Um, and that's not to say that mental illness and evil are at all equivalent because they're not. And that's actually one of the more troubling things about the film. But it does certainly raise that question. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot there to chew on, yeah. um, but I'm not sure how much the movie really coherently knows what's going on inside of it. That's interesting. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us, film critic at Vox.com. Uh, Alyssa, let's talk about violent films in general. John kind of gave his, you know, Greatest his hits. chronological experience with the, the big violent films that stick out in his head. Um, what about you? Do you remember the first violent film you saw? Do you feel like it's, I mean, you're a film critic. You've seen all sorts of films. Does violence upset you? Do you feel like it's something that individuals or the greater culture should be concerned with? You know, it's been interesting to think about this in the context of this movie and others because, um, you know, obviously violence is meant to upset us, um, but sometimes it titillates us and that's something that um, the movies have always kind of dealt with. 
Um, context matters so much when we're talking about violence. Are we talking about a war where we really, you know, we actually want to see the graphicness of that violence because it should be off-putting. It should be saddening. Um, and, you know, one problem that the movies have had in the past is that because blood will get you an R rating, people actually downplay the effects of violence, which I think can be just as harmful to viewers, um, depending on, you know, who's causing that violence. Um, but also, I, you know, I personally have always had a real problem or a real um, aversion to seeing human dignity denigrated on screen. And, you know, the, con- you know, the context, again, matters, but it's hard for me to watch that. Um, and I think that that uh, also is something that it's totally reasonable for people to draw a line at and say, I don't want to watch that um, because there's no reason that you should have to. Um, and, you know, those are those are like very complicated issues that I think people have to think about when they're going in to see a violent film. So, Alyssa, you're not going to be a person who says, OK, well, if you are a Christian, you sh- you quote unquote shouldn't see that film. No. And, you know, honestly, I think Christians often have been pretty good at figuring this out. There is a reason that The Passion of the Christ, which is an incredibly violent film, is still um, the highest uh, grossing R-rated film of all time by a long shot, 15 years after it came out. And it's because, you know, Christians went to see it in huge groups. And actually, you know, Hacksaw Ridge, uh, which is another Mel Gibson film that came out two years ago, performed really well with Christians. I know a lot of Christians really love movies like Braveheart, um, which is also very violent. And so, um, you know, obviously violence has its place for some people, um, and some people find it less problematic for whatever reason than maybe sexual content or language or something like that. Um, okay, so is that but is that a is that just a personal preference? Or are we just kind of I, I guess my question is I tend to look at film as in it's completely personal preference. Like I'm going to see a film that might affect me in one way, but you should have the freedom to see whatever you want and have that affect you as a Christian in whatever way you want. But other people listen to me say that and say, you know what, that's ridiculous. If you're a Christian, you have to stand up for something. You have to have standards. Right. I mean, the question is, where are those standards coming from and what do they mean? And I think, you know, the Christian view of this is that we shouldn't be celebrating um, the denigration of human dignity because we believe that everyone is created in the image of God. And so that that might have to do with violence, but it might also have to do with all kinds of things like how do how does the main character treat other characters in the movie or, you know, how do people um, sort of view their their responsibility to their neighbor, things like that, the stuff that doesn't get maybe talked about as much. Um, I think, you know, in my experience, having written for um, Christian media for a really long time, my struggle was always to say, we need to look at this movie as a whole. We need to read the text as a whole instead of fixating on individual content issues outside of their context, because that's what real life is like. And and that's also how, you know, the Bible teaches us um, to read it as a whole. Right. So oftentimes, you know, I'm watching like a film like um, Joker. You want to, who wants to see that? I mean, um, you as a film critic are curious about that. I mean, the general public wants to go and see something that's sort of titillating like that. But are they seeing it because it's titillating? What do you think? Or are they? Think in, go ahead. I think in the case of Joker, a lot of people are really interested in this character. I mean, it's you know, the Joker has been a very iconic character for a long time, and my perception of that is because 
precisely because he's a really, really good representation of how evil works in the world. You know, evil doesn't make sense. It doesn't have a, it doesn't have like a purpose or a justice to it. It's just chaotic. And we kind of know within ourselves that that's true. You know, bad things happen to us and we don't know why. Um, and we can try to explain it, but it still feels random. And also, you know, the last on-screen depiction we had of the Joker was Heath Ledger playing the Joker in The Dark Knight, and that's such an iconic and interesting depiction of the Joker. So I think coming back around to this character all these years later, you know, that's interesting, and seeing how he's handled is interesting. I wish he'd been handled a little better, Mm. um, but there's still plenty to chew on in the film. Interesting. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. She's a film critic at Vox.com. We're talking about violence in films, the film Joker uh, specifically. But stick around. Alyssa's seen a lot of films. We'll get her take on what's in the theaters currently. The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. I called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel a timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't chase trends. We focus on one thing, quality. We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs. And we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has a great sale going on right now. Get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest, energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. You know what today is? It's the day you stop paying full price for gas. Get the Easy Pay card at Circle K and save 30 cents a gallon on your first 100 gallons. Then save 6 cents a gallon on every fill-up after that. Sign up in store and visit CircleK.com slash EasyPay for more details. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. 
so protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. It'll remain summery through Thursday. After that, cooler. Warm and muggy tonight, mostly clear with a low near 70. Summery warmth and humidity tomorrow, partly sunny with a high of 86. Mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm around tomorrow night, but it will be 66. Mostly cloudy, muggy with some showers and a thunderstorm Thursday. High will be 81. Cooler and much more comfortable Friday. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. Alyssa is a film critic at Vox. Dot com. So let's say you know, there you are uh, in New York City. You're surrounded by still, I believe, any number of movie theaters. But as a film critic, you get, I'm sure, invited to special screeners and things like that. So you get to see a lot of films that, you know, probably the regular person doesn't have access to. But but you write so well about the things that you do see. And, and of course, there's always sort of, um, you know, New York and L.A. see uh, more films than middle America does. So here in Pittsburgh, we're not essentially or maybe we're seeing things, but we're seeing them weeks, sometimes months after the fact they appear in New York and L.A. So all that to say... What have you seen recently that we in Pittsburgh should watch and enjoy? Well, I think one movie I would definitely be looking for, and I think it's out in most markets now, is Ad Astra. Oh, I saw it and loved it. Yeah, which is, you know, Latin for to the stars, and it's about Brad Pitt in space. It's not really an action movie. I think you would probably agree. No, it's, it's not. You know, for most of, although it does have space moon pirates in it. Um, but it's, uh, I, you know, I watched it and couldn't see anything other than a movie about um, the feeling that God is absent and chasing after, after him, yes. even though it's also about fathers and sons. Um, so it's a big, slow beautiful movie um that i would i would definitely be keeping an eye out for um and you know there's a lot of good stuff coming out uh in the near future um but you know one movie that some people might really enjoy is judy which has um renee zellweger playing judy garland Can't wait. um and it's set about six months before judy garland died actually it's um it's a series of concerts that she did in london i think the movie is just okay but renee zellweger's performance is really really good and renee has been out of the picture for about six years so it's a really wonderful comeback film um for her Um, and that's pretty exciting yeah it's it's pretty exciting to see that and then there's some really good stuff coming down the pike one of my favorite movies of the year is parasite um, this movie is coming out in mid-October, so it's it's a couple weeks away, but it's going to start popping up soon. Um, this is from Bong Joon-ho, who is a Korean director. The movie is in Korean, but even if you're not into foreign film, I wouldn't let that stop you. Um, he made um, some movies that people have probably heard of, like Snowpiercer, um, Okja, which was on Netflix. He made this wonderful movie called The Host a while back. And this is a very darkly comic um, movie about... I, well, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about a family um, who goes to work for another family and uh, things go down. It is kind of violent at the end. That's sort of the idea. It's almost a parable about inequality. It's it's quite interesting. Um, so that's pretty exciting that that's coming out, too. Yeah. And, there, you know, there's a host of other movies that are coming out uh, very soon that are pretty exciting um, or are going to make waves like Jojo Rabbit, for instance. Um or uh, there's this crazy movie, The Lighthouse, coming out, which is from the director who made The Witch a few years back. Yeah. Um, 
there's even a, uh, a follow-up to Zombieland, which came out 10 years ago, <laughs> and the sequel is coming. So there's a lot of great stuff. Nice. Isn't um, it exciting, I mean, you know, to see all these things and you think, hey, there's all this great creativity. Uh, streaming is still going on, of course, but even, you know, to go to the theaters, it's still worthwhile. Yeah, I think so. You know, it, and it's interesting. Netflix, for instance, is pursuing this strategy right now where they're going to release a whole lot of movies this fall in the theater and then three weeks later to a month later release them on Netflix. And, you know, this is a pretty good strategy for people who can't go out or maybe have Netflix but don't want to spend the money on a movie ticket or whatever. But some of the movies I would really recommend seeing in the theater anyhow. Like, for instance, a movie like Parasite, you take a lot of the energy of the movie from being surrounded by people who are discovering it with you. Um, or, you know, last weekend, The Irishman, uh, which is Martin Scorsese's latest film, premiered. It's three and a half hours long, which oh is gosh. a real long sit in the theaters. It's just pretty wild. But um, if you can sit for it, it is very, very rewarding. Um, and, you know, you just can't get that experience from sitting on your couch with your phone in your hand. Right. Okay, so three and a half hours long. I remember the first time I saw Gone with the Wind in the theater. I was shocked and delighted they had an intermission. Is there such a thing in, this, in the Irishman? Um, there is not, and we, for whatever reason, don't seem to do that in the U.S. Um, it is actually common in other parts of the world, though, and I wonder sometimes if we might uh, if we might, you know, bring that back. Um, because for a lot of people, they just need to go to the bathroom <laughs> in the middle of the film. But, um, but, you know, a movie like The Irishman will work well at home as long as you kind of commit to the actual experience of viewing it. Fabulous. So uh, explain to me, you know, the, uh, the economics of Netflix. You know, there's the film in theaters for maybe like just a week or two or something, and then it goes into streaming. How do they make any money on that? Nobody really knows how Netflix makes their money <laughs> yeah. now, other than subscriptions. Um, you know, they have a lot of venture capital, but like they spent so much I money know. making this on their Scorsese content. film. Yeah. Oh, it's like well over a hundred million, oh, which is an absurd gosh. budget. And part of it's because they have amazing actors in it, and part of it's because they actually de-age some of them. So there's all this technology that's happening. And it's just it's wild, but. Um, you know, a, a big part of the Netflix calculus right now is they're trying to be taken seriously as a studio. Um, you saw this last year with Roma, for instance, right. which was a movie that they put in theaters. They also had on their streaming service, and it was gunning for Oscars. And they're doing that again this year, and I think they may be successful, at least with The Irishman. It's that good of a movie. Um, and also, you know, filmmakers like really like working with them. It's always surprising to listen to them because Netflix sometimes gets talked about as if it's going to destroy cinema. But if you listen to filmmakers who've worked with them, they say, hey, they, you know, they let me do what a big studio won't let me do. And Hollywood studios are extremely conservative, um, which might surprise people, but they are about what they'll allow into a movie and about the risks they'll take and the money they'll spend. Um, and so even a guy like Martin Scorsese can't get anyone to make his, you know, kind of crazy passion projects. Um, so Netflix will, and that is something that they're they're gambling on. So my best guess is that they're spending a lot of money in the hopes that the return eventually will be that they can find ways to start making more off of it, um, and also that everyone in the world will consider it necessary for them to subscribe to the service. 
Well, I don't know how they make money either, but I'm grateful. They do Me so much too. good stuff. I just eat it up. I love it so much. I really do, too. Alyssa Wilkinson has been with us. She's Thanks, a film Alyssa. critic at Vox.com. Check out her book that she wrote with Robert Jostra. I love this book, How to Survive the Apocalypse, Zombies, Cyclones, Faith, and Politics at the End of the World. Alyssa Wilkinson, Vox.com. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Whose birthday today? Happy birthday to former U.S. President Jimmy Carter. Hey, Jimmy Carter. He's getting up there, isn't he? He sure is. Jimmy Carter, I know this because I read it today, 95 years of age. It's, aren't you? I, I, I seriously said to God today, thank you that Jimmy Carter's still alive. I agree. I mean, I mean, he has enriched the lives of so many people. That is a good He's done and godly so man. much solid work in a super tiny community. I'm telling you, there was an article that was reprinted in the PG last year at this time when he turned 94 yeah. that talked about his life in Plains, Georgia. Mm-hmm. He lives in the same house. 
the same two-bedroom house he's lived in for the last, like, 48 years. I bet. I mean, they eat in the same places, he and Rosalind. They walk everywhere. I mean, this dude just stopped being president and just went back to life. Right. As opposed to every other president who now has what next we got michelle obama doing a stadium tour i mean he is the opposite of that plus you know all the work that he's done excellent work habitat for humanity right how about just teaching sunday school for that many years how about just showing up yeah for that long in the same church what a wonderful wonderful man so happy birthday to jimmy carter i think he kind of got the short end of the stick there right um oh i thought he was a terrible president Did you? Oh, yeah. I liked him. Okay. Yeah. I thought he's a wonderful guy, though. But a bad president. Oh, yeah, but I really <laughs> like him. So Jimmy Carter from 95, who else is birthday? A total, complete heroine of mine, Julie Andrews. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I Doe love deer, that woman. A female deer. Let, I mean, super califragilistic. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She is so beautiful, so talented, so everything. Julie Andrews, total class. How old is she today, John? I ask you. Uh, she's getting up there too. I would say, uh, 80, uh, 86, 84. Hey, not bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Julie In the neighborhood. Andrews, 84. 84. She is so terrific. And if you've never read her books that she's written, oh, she's such a wonderful what writer kind of books? too. She writes children's books. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. She and her daughter, do- she's written some alone and some with her daughter. She has mm-hmm. one daughter. They, Mandy is the book that has won so much acclaim. It is such a lovely children's book. Really? Wonder when the last. It's not. Thing a, she did. It's not like a picture book. It's an actual book. It's maybe I don't know a couple hundred pages. Okay, um, fiction. Mm-hmm. I see. What do you think the last thing she's appeared in? Any idea? You know, the last Princess film pro- Diaries. Whoa, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So what? That's probably a decade ago. Easily, easily a decade ago. Maybe early. But there were two of them, though. Oh right, right, right. So I would say they were probably five years apart. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an excellent career. Oh, my right? gosh. It, yeah. I just absolutely yeah. love her. Also, Brie Larson. Br- who's Brie Larson? Brie Larson uh, is Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure. she also won the Academy Award for uh, The Room. Oh, right. Which, i got to be honest, I, I don't remember. Remember, she was she's alone in one oh, room with her little boy. Oh, that's a horrible film. Oh, it's a, such a sad film. Yeah. She won the Best Actress yeah, for that. Okay, all right. So, happy birthday, Brie. Do you know how old she is? I don't have a clue. 36. 30. All right. Can you imagine winning an Academy Award no. when you're like 26 years old? No, I cannot. No. The best actress when you're 26 years old? Fabulous. What do you do at that point? You, right. Well, you become Captain Marvel. Cash it in is okay. what you do. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, happy birthday. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. If you could ease the suffering of a persecuted Christian right now, would you? Hi, it's Kenny Woods with Word FM, and I know you would. Hebrews 13.3 urges us to remember those who are mistreated, noting that when the body of Christ anywhere suffers, we suffer together. These believers live where evangelism is criminalized, where churches are burned, and where Bibles are scarce. They need the hope found only in God's Word, and your gift today lets them know that they're not forgotten. For only $5, a believer like Anna in Africa will receive a Bible, be discipled in her new faith, and trained to share Christ. $35 sends seven Bibles. $100 sends 20 Bibles. And your gift will help us meet our goal of sending the hope of God's Word to 5,000 persecuted Christians. Become a Bible sender today by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D. 
or give at wordfm.com. You've all helped build MyPillow and with the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um... Rad, just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Okay, so. If you've been in Oakland lately or tried to walk the sidewalks of Oakland, you know it. it's a it's a dangerous situation. There's a lot going on, and oh everybody's gosh. looking at their phone. It really it is. Yeah. Okay, so now Oakland's going to get a little more funky because apparently the University of Pittsburgh and a company called Starship Technologies, <laughs> that's a lot to live up to, they are uh, Starship Technologies is a Doesn't that sound like company. who like George Jetson would have worked for? <laughs> right. We're, that was Spacely Sprockets. Okay. I'm glad yeah. you remember that. That's impressive. You. A robotics company, Starship Technologies, make 50-pound robot robots that resemble coolers on wheels. Coolers on wheels are going to yeah. – okay. They're going to launch a delivery service. Uh, quote, we are working with the city and our Oakland neighbors toward a launch later this year. So says Pitt spokesman Kevin Zwick in an email. A fleet of about 25 to 50 robots will be programmed to travel on Pitt's campus carrying groceries, takeout meals, and packages. Now, the Oakland Planning and Development Corporation discussed bringing automated delivery robots to the neighborhood during an August meeting. And apparently it's gotten the go-ahead from the Oakland Planning and Development Committee, along with Pitt and Starship Technologies. Um, This has already been successful at the University of Arkansas and uh, coming soon here, like maybe within a couple of weeks. You know what I wish? Mm. I just wish that there were, I don't know, like a couple students around there who needed jobs. Yeah, right. Why are we having 
cooler-shaped robots roam around Oakland to deliver stuff when there are 30,000 students looking for work. Right. Just because it's, you know, you can. Right. I think, Which right? is why I, I resist a lot of the robotics industry. Not right. all of it. I'm not saying that I'm some kind of like, I'm not anti-robotic. Right. I'm just saying I look at humans and I say, you know what? We there can are, do that. I, like, I, I needed a job when I was an undergrad. And I was glad to get a job. Yeah. So I would be sad if the job I had was taken over by a 50-pound cooler. Well, you know this is not going to end well because imagine this cooler driving through Oakland. First of all, winter's coming. Does it have snow tires? Mm, good question. And it's going to get beat on. Yeah, it's going to be I mean, abused um, so horribly. Of course it is. It'll be marauding gangs of you know frat boys out there beating on this 50-pound cooler, and it's going to end up over the hillside somewhere. Mm, that's a good point. So it's not going to end up well. Panther Hollow. It probably. You There's going to be eight of these things. It'll end up at construction junction mm-hmm. to someone's you know scrap metal. Anyway, it's... You know, the new wave will look at this fondly as the infancy of robots. Okay, so what about when you were an undergrad? Did you have a job? Oh, yeah, Okay, what did you do? Yeah, Uh, I worked at the funeral home. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so that was a part-time gig for you while you went (laughs) to school. It was. Okay. Yeah, it got me through college. See, I mean, it's so important to have jobs like that in a university environment. No, no, yeah. I was a runner. Yeah, a runner for what? For for Pitt. All I did for the medical school, I just would take packages and run them around. Oh, that's cool. Everywhere. Yeah, was, excellent. I mean, it, that was that's a classic student job. Right. Yeah. And that's something that a robot could do, but I'm glad it, a robot didn't replace me. Was that considered work study? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did work study a little later in the summertime at the Playhouse. But, you know, that's necessary. I mean... It's good to pay people, don't you heck think? Yeah, it is, of course. Right. And it's just good for everybody. Show up, be on time, do a good job. It's just work ethic. It's training for everyone. word that changes the world 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh a service of Salem Media Group I was blessed to have my dad in my life until I was eight years old his passing probably should have devastated my future once he was gone life became really hard over the years I heard so many negative messages you know like you can't you're not good enough you won't succeed I didn't understand it but somehow They were all drowned out by one voice, my father's. In our short time together, he was constantly reaffirming me and reminding me that I was important to him and to God. He pictured a special future for me, helping me look beyond my circumstances and to dream of what I could be. Now I understand why his words have the greatest impact. He was giving me his blessing. The blessing. It's biblical, it's permanent, and it's one of the most powerful things you can do for your child. Find out more about The Blessing at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Blessing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with Word FM, on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float 
in the Dead Sea and take a boat out onto the water of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Just visit our website for more details and registration information at wordfm.com slash Israel. That's wordfm.com slash Israel. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company and other factors. Not available in all states. What are you doing to enhance your marriage? Take that initiative just to get away and to spend time with each other. Family Life's Weekend to Remember. Our life was so out of whack. We said, this is crazy. I thought everything was fine, you know. The Weekend to Remember is coming to the Pittsburgh Marriott North, November 1st and 8th. Everyone needs a little bit of guidance. Register now and save big. Use promo code WEEKEND at theweekendtoremember.com. We ought to go check this out. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero-gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original Mattress Factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. It'll remain summery through Thursday. After that, cooter. Warm and muggy tonight, mostly clear with a low near 70. Summary warmth and humidity tomorrow, partly sunny with a high of 86. Mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm around tomorrow night, the low will be 66. Mostly cloudy, muggy with some showers and a thunderstorm Thursday. High will be 81. Cooler and much more comfortable Friday. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Terrific Steeler victory last night. Oh, that was really Wasn't interesting. It, I mean, the second and third quarter didn't yeah. feel good. Although... Thank you, yes. Yes. I mean, our, our friend John Steigerwald, who we follow on Twitter, he, he made the... Uh, and he follows us on the Twitter. ...the assessment that... It's not as funny. ...the average... Um, pass by Mason was 1.2 yards and he says I'm currently sitting five yards away from my television set so just about anybody could have made those passes when he had to make the long throw at the perfect time he did and it sealed it and so thank you that's all I'm saying what a sigh of relief doesn't he look like he's 17 years old yeah because how old is he he he's got to be 25 i don't know he's got to be 25 he looks like he went four years but don't you love to see that enthusiasm oh yeah running down the field he's all jumping up and down yeah Yeah. i was really 24 24. yeah and he looks like Sidney crosby he does look like Like Sidney crosby his younger brother how about how he's i think they said six five two thirty five really 
that's a big dude. Mm-hmm. You can't get the image of or the, uh, the correct picture of how big he is because the offensive line is so enormous. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And because we're used to looking at Big Ben, who's also enormous. Exactly. But if he walked but, in the room right now, he would consume it. Yeah. Would he not? Yeah. So anyway, good for him. I was happy. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so I kept going back and forth between the game, because you know I can't watch commercials. Right. I'm like physically unable to. Um, And this French TV show I'm watching (laughs) called The Bureau, which is subtitled. And you (laughs) were doing the same thing, but with something different. Right. I'm watching the Steeler game, and then I'm going back to Turner Classic Movies where I'm watching the best years of our lives. Which I loved, and my my which was shocking. My wife and my my son had never seen it before, so I was like, "Oh, they get who, who does that star? Burt Lancaster? No, uh, no it's earlier Dana, than that. Uh, Dana, uh, gee, I should I just talked about it last night. Dana, I forget. I'm sorry. Uh, Dana Andrews. Okay. Oh, it's just a really it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, film. Mike, were you going back and forth between the Steeler game and anything else? No. No, I just I I solely watch the Steelers game. Good for you. Yeah. Well, are you bragging yeah. now? You're like looking Fans. down on us because yeah. we were, you know. No, no, he's got one track mind. Anyway, it's National Home uh, no. Co- Homemade, Homemade Cookie. Cookie Day. I couldn't think of what it was called. Um, we've got a post up on Facebook, the ride home with John and Kathy, asking for favorite homemade cookie. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you what we've had some way in? Oh so yeah, far. please. Yeah, uh, we have peanut butter. Actually. Carla says it's her mother-in-law's peanut butter cookie, mm-hmm. so no other ones need apply. I love a peanut butter. Uh, chocolate chip, thumbprint. Yeah, that's good. A thumbprint's a good cookie. Of I course don't it is. Think it no, is. no. If I, I see those, I'm always happy to no, have those. I don't what with a little icing in the middle? Nance, that's good stuff. I love you, Nance, mm. but she did bring up the lady lock. Oh and my gosh. The pecan tassie, <laughs> which all of a sudden sounds like that last wedding we went to when we hit the cookie table before the meal started. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, sure I think our whole plate was thumbprint, lady lock, and pecan. Mm. Um, cherry almond biscotti. Sounds good to me. Chocolate chip, chocolate chip, chocolate chip, uh, chocolate chip, chocolate chip. Someone voted for Kathy Emmons' thin chocolate mint cookies. Have oh. to be heart shaped. Oh, okay, very nice. That's someone who knows me. Now listen, if your mom's making chocolate chip cookies, they come out of the oven hot. Oh my gosh! And you're sitting there with a glass of milk. Oh my gosh! Is that incredible? That is the greatest. That's like the high point it of is. your life. It really is. Truly it it is. really is. Oh my gosh! All anyway, right, so, so so weigh in. We want to hear what your favorite uh, homemade cookie is on this day yeah. of celebration. Very nice. And also, hey, we're excited because David Crowder's coming up next. He's in the On Deck Circle. Excellent. Yeah. So Mercy Me, David Crowder, this Friday at the Paint. Tickets on sale at wordfm.com. But we've got David Crowder coming up in just a few minutes. Stick around. WORD. Coming up on Adventures in Odyssey, Whit and the Old Testament Action News team of Kids Radio give an in-depth report on an ancient conflict in the Middle East between Abraham and Lot. Don't miss the top stories of a heroic rescue, a conversation with angels, and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. All next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, 
Marcia from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside too, with lots of pumpkin creations pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4 H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley It's Susan Wallace. I just have to tell you this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. You see them all around town. Cintas Trucks and their service reps taking care of customers. When companies use Cintas, you know they're confident and ready. Cintas helps with their fire protection and first aid and safety programs, handles their apparel solutions, and helps keep their facility and restrooms clean and stocked. So you know those companies care about their employees, facilities, and image. When all those things work together, they're ready for business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. David Crowder's with us. He's in town October 4th, PPG Paints Arena. Tickets on sale, wordfm.com. Okay, so David, I'm looking at your schedule because tonight you're in Wausau, Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and then you're coming to Pittsburgh. But in between, I mean, you're like, you're on the road. I'm looking at the schedule. Now, the cool thing is uh, you're in Radio City Music Hall Tuesday, October 8th. Now, what is that like? So, you know, you travel. I'm sure you've been to like, you know, China and Russia and Israel. You, you travel everywhere, and you're on, on stage in front of so many people. Do you do you discern cultural differences from the little tiny portal oh, yes. you get? Do you feel that? Totally. Um, in fact, like so, the Mercy Me tour is a different because um, yeah. that's that's who we'll be with you know with you guys, and then and at Radio City moment. Um, it's simple. It's simple in the sense that your demographic. So I started what I'm doing because I was with a bunch of college kids. You know, it's all of us. We're just all in college. So there's like that's that's my role. My role is to serve that the people that I'm in front of using the gifts that I'm going to get. And I'm trying to serve and be. It's, it's very utilitarian the way I think about all of it, in the sense that I'm useful only to the extent that I can allow us to collect and and respond to God through music and. Um, and so the Mercy Me crowd is a different audience than where I started with. And it, it took it took a number of weeks before I could figure out how I best could serve the people in the room, how I could choose the right songs, the right things to say, the right way to gather us together and realign ourselves to the pur- the purpose of our moment that we have. And I love that stuff because it it, it makes me become more aware of of what what's my role right now? Where 
what do I value? Am I, am I, am I valuing like affirmation that I'm doing a great job singing the particular songs I want to be singing? Or can I realign myself to help facilitate a moment where we all realign ourselves to the fact that we're right here together in the very presence of God. And if I could shift and move us that direction, I, I, I want to be fluid enough to, um, help help make that happen radio city that's going to be a very unique occasion and i'm going to try my best because the room dictates a lot of Mm -hmm. how we feel about it yeah because a lot of those people are like this is the first time i've ever been in radio city there's a there's a level of thinking that is already directed towards a a a geographic location Mm -hmm. and an environment that i can use i can hopefully use to uh realign ourselves to the fact that there's a maker that is we're we're living in a bigger, more holy moment if we recognize that it's uh it's the breath in our lungs is is magical too. <laughs> that part is like so super fun to me. So I love all that stuff and yes, that's the I think that's the complicated part about I like it. What uh a lot of uh, folks that you get to fall in love with their music is they're very in, in, intent on, on using those moments to to do what they've been put on the planet to do. We're talking to David Crowder coming into Pittsburgh Friday, October 4th. The show starts at 7 p.m. Coming in with Mercy Me and Micah Tyler. Uh, tickets available right now at wordfm.com. David, I want to hear what you're listening to. I want to hear about your favorite music or music that you're <laughs> loving right now. And no holds barred. You will not, you will not be judged. This is going to be so uh, underwhelming. All right, so last night on the plane flight to meet up with the bus they were going to pick us up in chicago we're going on the deal and i was making a, a playlist and i called it uh, <laughs> i was making a playlist called classical goods <laughs> this means this means to me i was going through and trying to find all of these like uh because again i studied music at, in baylor so classical songs that are super pop that you'd hear in like you would recognize anybody yeah Right. ever watched movies with like you oh, know adagio yeah. for strings right. and you're like yeah, yeah i know that trying to find see there you go it's like it's been in so many movie moments that you're like ah, or four seasons you know it's when they bring in the plates out and you know that food's about to get served <laughs> sure. you know it's like you know uh or or chopin's nocturne number two you're like i know this so i was trying to find the best recordings of them <laughs> like what's the best recording of Chopin's Nocturne Number Two, uh, Opus Nine. You know, uh, so that's what. Uh, now I'm wait, so so did you right listen? Now. So you listened to like sixteen versions of that? To- yes. Here's the sad part: is my playlist is only four songs long. Right, because it took you so long. You had to listen to so <laughs> yeah. many versions. I listened to so much music, and I'm like, four songs here. We're talking. Uh, I got I got more work to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had. So I had Adagio for strings, the nocturne, not the nocturne number two, uh, the Four Seasons, the Opus, the spring, the spring version, right? Sure. And then a uh, Canon and D, you know, okay, right? Is the wedding song? Right. Remember that phase of music where th- where they used to take like great classical pieces and make the pop versions Disco out of pop. them? Right, right. Bum, bum, that? Bum. Yeah, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> that was the Beethoven's yeah. favorite. Yeah. One. Oh, I love. Remember that. when Barry? But I just remember that era when pe- when people were like, "Wait, we could make yeah. classical m- music matter music again." Like it for some reason hip. hadn't mattered. Super hip, right? <laughs> nice. Hey, David. Well, thanks, man. I listen. Um, 
for all your term insurance needs. Uh, <laughs> David Crowder on stage this evening in Wausau, Wisconsin. I've got policies in my briefcase. If you need to look at yours, I've got it in my briefcase. Excellent. Always a pleasure, David. We're looking forward to you coming yeah. to Pittsburgh. Thank you. I'll hang my fedora on it. Dig <laughs> Word FM welcomes David Crowder, PPG Paints Arena, October 4th, 7 o'clock with Mercy Me. Tickets on sale, wordfm.com. Folks, in recognition of the Jewish High Holy Days, the New Year and Day of Atonement, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the Prager Store is offering any single book of my Torah teachings on CD, download, or flash drive for 50% off. And the store will include an autographed copy of the Rational Bible Genesis for free. Pretty good. This is Dennis Prager. The Jewish New Year, known as Rosh Hashanah, is on September 29th and 30th. And Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, is on October the 8th. These are the most important days in the Jewish calendar. Until Yom Kippur, on October 8th, the Prager Store is offering any single book of my Torah teachings for 50% off. Download flash drive or CDs. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, actually. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Plus, you will receive an autographed copy of the Rational Bible, the Genesis edition, for free. If it's meant to change your life, go to the Prager Store. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. Art. It's an amazing song. Maybe you've seen the movie. It's gotta happen. Now see them live in concert. The Imagination Tour featuring Mercy Me with special guest Crowder. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me coming to PPG Paints Arena this Friday. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. I'm Andy Solomon. Worldwide, stroke is the number two cause of death. According to the American Stroke Association, black people, older adults, people with lower levels of education, and people living in the southeastern United States will have a higher stroke prevalence. Dr. Olajide Williams, spokesperson for the association. Every second counts when someone is having a stroke. To spot the signs of a stroke, use the acronym FAST. F for face drooping, A for arm weakness, S for speech difficulty, and T for time to call 911. If you or someone you love has suffered a stroke, Dr. Williams says rehabilitation is key to recovery. Post-stroke rehabilitation can help patients build their strength, capabilities, and confidence, potentially regaining skills and returning to independent living. Rehab can also help patients better manage other conditions they have, which may affect daily living or their risk for a second stroke. To access stroke rehab tools for patients and caregivers and for more information about recovery, visit strokeassociation.org slash worldstrokeday. It'll remain summery through Thursday. After that, cooler. Warm and muggy tonight, mostly clear with a low near 70. Summery warmth and humidity tomorrow, partly sunny with a high of 86. 
Mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm around tomorrow night, but it will be 66. Mostly cloudy, muggy with some showers and a thunderstorm Thursday. High will be 81. Cooler and much more comfortable Friday. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strang. Outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country, a plan that pays you back every year? Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial, they have a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses for years. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. So go to MarleyFG.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over your competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So give them a call now. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 or online, MarleyFG.com. Thanks for coming along today. Terry Tim is with us. Terry joins us as a regular guest from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, uh, always a pleasure, friend. Good to see you. Great to see you, John and Kathy. Terry, tell us what you're thinking about. Well, I'm. you got me thinking earlier in the show about homemade cookies. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Okay, let's weigh in. <laughs> so, okay, we're, ta- we're, taking a poll. we're taking a poll on Facebook. Chocolate chip currently winning. Where are you? Chocolate chip. My wife makes amazing chocolate oh, chip cookies. Like, they're the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. But a classic peanut butter. <gasps> You're going to go peanut butter over chocolate chip? I mean, a really good peanut butter cookie with warm and a glass of milk. Yeah. Got to be that. So you're saying that, too? Yeah. There's a cookie. There's somebody out there that makes a chocolate chip peanut butter cookie. Oh. There's a couple coffee shops out in Pittsburgh that really? have that. That's Pretty, now, I like amazing. the hybrid too. I like it's the fusion, but that's you know. I know you're just going with the straight. I'm trying to be top five. as pure as I can yeah. in right. the question. Did your yeah. mom make uh, homemade cookies? My mother. She, my mother. Yeah, she might be listening here. So, hey, mom. yeah. Hey, uh, she made. Actually, it was my. It's my favorite cookie. It was a cookie called Double Crunchers. Double Crunchers. Double Crunchers. Tell me what's in that grape nut. So it was uh, oatmeal cookies, two of them. Stuck together and melted chocolate on the inside. Holy smokes. How's that sound? That sounds like a really good mom. It was amazing. Double crunchers. Double crunchers. It's like her own creation. I don't know where she got it. Like My mom was wow. not like the most innovative cook baker out there. But, but she knew that. Oh my gosh. When she made those cookies, whew, those, were, those were amazing. Whoa, that I haven't had one in, in years. If anybody out there makes double crunchers... Uh, Facebook me. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you my address. Looking, <laughs> run him over to my give, house. He'll give you all his personal information. Very nice. Okay, so let's let's move forward because a little earlier in the show, as you, you said, Terry, we were talking to a film critic, Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox.com, mm. talking about evil, what we see on the screen, how that affects our hearts. And so I think it's a, really, a pretty, you know, a common thing when, you know, as a believer – you want to look at the world or you want to look at you know, how your, your place in the world is as an element of holiness and somehow purity, hopefully. But the culture surrounds us and we are tempted to not guard our hearts and allow things in that are not good for us. 
we this this is not a struggle that's unique to the 21st century in our culture. This is this is a human struggle that's been around since the beginning of time, mm. of how do we how do we live righteously in a world uh, that does not share the same values that that we do. And again, it could be film, it could be business, it could be education. Every space of the world uh, does not align with the wisdom of God and the ways of God. And so that's why I'm, I'm enamored with this proverb, Proverbs uh, 4.23, that says, above, above all else, guard your heart, because everything in life flows from it. And so do we... Uh, do we have do we do regular heart checks to actually see what is the condition of my heart not so much my physical heart although that's really really important but this this innermost being what's most important to me what are the convictions that that drive and motivate my life and again John I mean the media movies are such a uh, such a drive or such an influence in our culture and and I I know far too often I catch myself watching things that I know I really shouldn't be doing this. Right. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because I, quite often I'll even say, well, I, I'm just trying to decompress mm-hmm. or I'm just trying to kill some time here or I'm just trying to chill out. And, and then I watch what's in, coming in front of me and I, I, just, I wonder how is this really shaping my mind, my mindset and my heart? Okay, so it's that's an interesting question. How is this shaping my mindset and my heart? Our question with Alyssa was specifically about violence, but it's not just about violence. Well, I mean, violence is there's lots of different kinds of violence, right? I mean, I I don't think I mean from my past experience, I can watch something that's physically violent, and I'm not likely to go out and get into a fight. That's not uh, my characteristic mm-hmm. or assault someone physically, but violence has so many different forms and shapes. I mean, there's intellectual violence, there's verbal right. violence, there's just ad- attitudinal violence. Right. Where I, yeah, and Jesus, I mean, Jesus said, Where does violence actually begin? Where does murder begin? In it begins heart. in the heart when we look at someone with hatred, with, uh, we despise someone yeah. or we think less of someone. So I wonder if, you know, we see something that's physically violent, does that trigger something inside of my thought process, my head, my heart, that leads me to, again, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm well-managed enough that I'm not going to break out in physical violence, but that, does that come out in, in the words that I say? Uh, it may be even in passive-aggressive behavior mm-hmm. that I could be n- known to uh, participate in uh, on certain occasions. So I, I, I think that we, there are so many things out there that, that shape us. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about Augustine's uh, theology, Right, and, and Augustine would say, it's not so much the things that we, we believe or the things that we even think that really uh, give clues of who we are. It's what we love. It's what we love. and uh, That's the giveaway. That, that's the giveaway. And quite often, I'm not even aware really of what I, what I love. I know you've had uh, Jamie, Jamie Smith, Jimmy Smith on, on the air quite, quite often. You know, and Jamie has this line, you are what you love, but you may not think you love what you think, mm-hmm. right? Because we get our loves all disordered. Right, and, so we say, I love God, and I love my family, and I love my church. And Right, and so I, I might say to God, 
I love peace. I love shalom. I love wholeness. And that may be true on one level, but I may, if I, if I expose myself to a violent film because it makes me feel better or it lowers the stress, do I really love peace? Do I really love violence? And, and that's kind of the, I haven't really guarded my heart. I haven't protected my innermost being. I, I've allowed something that is contrary to who I say I am or who I desire to be, and I, I've let it. To, I've let it had uh, an undue influence on my life, and I think that's 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 problematic for me. And, and I want to be more protective and, and guarding of my innermost being. It's almost impossible, isn't it? I mean, when you look at like your life, I mean, imagine yourself as an eight-year-old boy, and then fast forward a decade to when you were eighteen as a young man, and that disconnect between what you saw and thought about as an eight-year-old and the things that you had hoped for, and then you see the degrading of the culture on your life as an 18-year-old boy, and then as a 28-year-old man. A lot happens in the, from decade to decade. So much happens. Hopefully, positive growth happens, but also the exposure to things, the, the getting caught up in the world system. And, and you're right, John, it, it is a constant battle and I would say, apart from the grace of God and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, it is an impossible battle to, to ever win and ever conquer. It is a lifelong struggle because there are so many forces, both externally, but I think you know, the biggest obstacle is the internal obstacle uh, within me. What do I really love? What do I really desire? And more often than not, I want comfort, I want security, I want ease, I want, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, but again, Augustine would say that, that my loves are disordered. I've put the love of comfort mm-hmm. or ease or security above something that should have a higher value. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I have a bottle of water. Right, And th- this is how complicated things are. I think as a follower of Jesus, I should be concerned about the environment. Sure. I think it's really important that God's people are good stewards of creation. And yet I hold in my hand a bottle of water, expensive water. It's Italian sparkling mineral water. Wow, that is highbrow. Right, it's highbrow, but it's in a plastic bottle. Mm-hmm. Now, so... Do I really love the care of the creation, or do I love the taste of this water? And I, I went to the gym this afternoon. I'm a little dehydrated, so I, my own comfort and security of hydrating myself, I'm willing to sacrifice my care of the creation for the water that's in this plastic bottle. Now, that may sound trivial, but that's real life. Right. And those are the kinds of things that, that happen all the time. They confront us in all every the time. sphere. Okay, so then we see one instance— it's only one plastic bottle, but multiply one plastic bottle by the millions that are consumed daily around the world. Oh, oh absolutely. Millions every day in, in all sorts of culture, and you just watch this you know, pile up. What do we do with all this plastic? Okay, what do we do with all of these words? So let's take the plastic bottle analogy, and let's look at it as far as a tweet. Mm-hmm. It's just one tweet. I mean, I just responded to one guy and said right. one thing, and so it was mean, and you know, get over it. And it was 
harsh and whatever, but it was just one tweet. But how many people are speaking that way? And you've got millions and millions of negative, harsh, angry words that are exchanged just in that one social media platform, you know, every hour. So what was once considered coarse is now mainstream. And any idea that I have of love for my Lord has been washed away of the regularity of the uh, the damage of my own heart. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think it says we shouldn't participate on social media. It doesn't say we shouldn't drink bottled water doesn't either. S- that's a whole other That's story. a whole other story. Where's the green Bible? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so we can participate in, in social media, but part of the question is, have I guarded my heart? The way I engage on social media, does that reflect what I say is most important? Jesus made it very simple. He said, it's all about love God, love your neighbor. And so if my engagement on social media reflects my love of God— God's truth, God's character, God's nature, and if my words are filled with love for neighbor, I think God says, go for it. Engage on social media as much as you want. But the problem the problem is for me, I can get sucked in oh, yeah. to that vortex of conflict and harshness, and I'm there's there's all sorts of things that again, all of a sudden now my love has got disordered. And all of a sudden now, I'm more interested in uh, the dopamine rush it gives me or my feeling of superiority to somebody else or putting someone down. And that takes me down a very, very uh, a path that I really don't want to go, go on. But I think it goes back to that idea. I haven't guarded my heart here. I haven't really expressed what I say I truly love. You are what you love, but you may not love what you think. And... Uh, daily, and even more than daily, kind of moment by moment of gauging how is my love being directed right now? Right. Okay, so uh, so most people, right, most adults who are semi-aware of their strengths and weaknesses know as they engage, right, whether it's face-to-face like we are now or late at night on your social media feed. You know your strength. Um, you know, I'm good at, you know... Uh, Whatever. I, I'm good at uh, being an empathetic person. Mm-hmm. I also have a problem with um, sexual proclivity, right? On social media, I can find the compassion, the empathy of the goodness of being kind. I can also find the pit hole of hell mm-hmm. where sexuality overtakes me. It all depends upon the choices that I make, but whatever happens on social media somehow has amplified the good and the worst with inside of me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just created a platform for that to be magnified. I mean, the potential for good and the potential for ill. Again, that's a, that's been the human struggle since the beginning of time. But we do live in a culture where that is exponentially, uh, you know, rift with all sorts of possibilities and, and problems. I think... God calls us into this struggle. Uh, I think God has always said this place, this place of struggle, of potential and problem, is a space that we need to step into, but we need to step into it very carefully. And we need to step into it seeking God's wisdom, seeking God's strength, knowing that we're going to fail, 
uh, but always turning back onto the grace of God and, and seeking God's wisdom and guidance. I, I don't think the answer is just to avoid all of that because it's impossible. Right. Um, you got to live in the world. We have to live in the world, and I think even you know, even if we would you know, hole ourselves up somewhere in a cave, I know my proclivity is towards sin and selfishness, and I would find some way to Screw to up. let my heart follow after things that are not life giving. So uh, the battle is is real, and it's it's moment by moment, and we can't avoid it. And so God invites us to step into it. Uh, but we need to be diligent. And one of the one of the translations in that Proverbs four twenty three is, you know, I said above all else, guard your heart. Uh, Eugene Peterson says, be vigilant mm. over your heart. Okay, mm-hmm. so then if I know that you know I've got a problem X, you know what, but by associating, as we said at the beginning of the segment, movies, television shows, if that's a problem for me, but I still go there, then <laughs> you're not being vigilant. Yeah, no, and and. Sometimes we sometimes we we know the proclivities, we know the paths that are going to take us, and I think as a mature Christian, we should understand what some of the triggers are that will set mm-hmm. us off and avoid those triggers if, if possible. But when those things happen, we need to have kind of a safety plan, a plan B, an escape plan. But also, I think I think guarding our hearts, we need we need brothers and sisters in Christ who are going to walk with us through this battle. We can't do it alone. And and God never designed us to do life alone. Uh, one, of, one of my mentors, uh, Susan Stabile, uh, the Enneagram teacher, she says, life is solitary work that's best done in community. And I love <laughs> that, right? Really it's good. solitary work, but we we have to do it with other people. Right. And, and, people who know your stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, and who are for us, who are with us, who will encourage us, but who also will speak the hard word when we need to hear that. That's really good. Terry Tim's with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We're talking about Proverbs 4.23. Stick around. Our conversation continues. That subject and many more straight ahead. WORD. The best way to parent your children is by spending time with them every day. Your investment in their lives is a powerful act of love and gives your kids the confidence they need to become good, godly adults. Discover how to create a wonderful legacy in your family on Focus on the Family. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Tired of opening your closet and never finding what you want to wear? We can help. Stitch Fix is a personal styling service that matches you with your own stylist. Someone who listens to what you love and delivers the best clothes for you right to your door. It starts with a simple profile you create in just minutes. Browse through different styles and share notes with your stylist about what you love, what you'd rather avoid, and what you can't live without. For a small $20 styling fee, your clothes are hand-selected for you based on your profile and then delivered to you so you can try them on in the comfort of your own home. 
Pay only for what you keep and send everything else back. Plus, the styling fee is applied to what you keep and shipping returns and exchanges are always free. With Stitch Fix, you'll get to discover new styles, new brands, and new looks you might not be able to find anywhere else. And everything is hand-selected to fit your unique shape and your budget. Discover the stylist and styles that work for you at stitchfix.com. Personal styling for women, men, and kids. stitchfix.com. Personal styling for everybody. What are you doing to enhance your marriage? We want to be on the same page. Even when that gets tough. Family Life's Weekend to Remember. It was one of, like, the best weekends ever. We just want to soak in all this knowledge. It's fun. The Weekend to Remember is coming to the Pittsburgh Marriott North November 1st and the 8th. Just do it because you're going to get something good out of this. Wow, this is really making a difference. Take your marriage from good to great. Visit WeekendToRemember.com. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up, and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. We're talking about guarding our hearts with Terry Tim. Terry, okay, so you just came back from Florida. You were doing a wedding. How does Proverbs 4.23 work within that? Yeah, so I, I had an opportunity to, to travel last week, a quick 48 hours to Florida, and to perform <laughs> a wedding for uh, a young man that I've known uh, almost his whole life. Nice. So that was, that was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Uh, and it was a small wedding, uh, just, just family. It was really interesting. There were there were twenty people at the wedding. Whoa, that's and cool. nineteen of us were married. Hmm. There was only one person, one, one sibling who wasn't married. Everybody else was married. So in that group of twenty, there were like there were hundreds of years of actually marriage experience, yeah. <laughs> like in the room. And uh, I said uh, the Kyle, Kyle and uh, Alana, they were the couple that I married. I said I I, I don't want to kind of burst your bubble. But I'm going to be real straight with you here today. You guys don't know anything about love. Hmm. You, you, you think you're in love, and you don't have a clue yeah. of what it's about. And if you would just talk to any of the married couples here, they can, they can help you figure this thing out. But I, Stanley Howard Ross, I, I heard him say this once. He said, some people think they fall in love and get married. But the truth is, we get married, and then we learn the demands of love. And I think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Because until we're in this kind of intimate relationship, and I would say that this this applies not only to marriage, but I would say it applies to friendship as well, a close, close friendship, that the demands of a relationship that's based on love— will take us to places that we could have never imagined. And if we're going to do a relationship in love well, we need to guard our hearts. Because our heart will take us into all sorts of crazy places in a relationship. 
we may say, I love my spouse, I love my partner, but do I really love her or do I want the comfort, the ease, the security that she may bring into my life? Am I willing to sacrifice my own well-being for the well-being of my friend, right. my spouse, my, my child? When push comes to shove, it's, it's a matter of heart, not, not a love as an emotion, but love as, a, as, as an act of will. And so if, if I'm letting all sorts of negative stuff or unhealthy stuff kind of form me and shape me, that is going to get fleshed out in real time in relationships. So kind of keeping my hand on my pulse, what does love demand of me in this friendship? Time energy, encouragement, speaking the hard word. Sacrifice. All of those, those are countercultural kind of realities. Uh, You know, the world would say, take the path of least resistance. Take the path that will bring you the most joy, contentment, and fulfillment. And the biblical worldview says, actually, the path to the greatest fulfillment in life is the path of sacrifice, is the path where where love wills the best for the other. And again, that's hard, and that's that's a decision that needs to be made moment by moment, day, decisions that are made moment by moment and day by day. But that's the, that's the invitation that God speaks into our life, and it can only happen from—it's an inside-out process. And that's why, again, the proverb is so rich. Everything in life springs forth from the state of mm-hmm. my innermost being, my heart. Right. And I think a lot of that spins on surrender, right? Less of me, more of you, my Lord, more of you, my wife, my husband. John, I think you've hit on one of the most— potent ideas out there. I actually think most of us uh, in the Christian world, we actually prefer obedience to surrender. And I think what, what, I mean, obedience is a good thing, but I think what God actually calls us the greater good is the, is the point of surrender. And that, that means I'm not in control. Even when I choose obedience, to, in a sense, right? I'm being obedient. Right. I'm. I got skin in the game. I'm mustering up the will, the the practicalities, whatever. I'm going to do what is required of me. But surrender. I got nothing. Is is open hands, open hearts. I'm available. I'm relinquishing my control over something. It, it doesn't mean we don't have any skin in the game because sacrifice. I mean Jesus has the most skin in the game when Jesus surrenders his life for our life. But my suspicion is if if we would do a poll, uh, most people, we, we don't like the word surrender because it demands everything. Mm-hmm. And and I would prefer to hold that back. I like, I like to be in control. I love control <laughs> more than I actually love delighting in in uh, God's control over my life. And, and that's that's why I need to constantly measure my heart. We need to step away. Spending an hour with Terry Tim. We're talking about the state of our heart. Much more coming up on today's Ride Home. How 
does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade, through 47 state-certified full-time teachers, and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average, schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. You've all helped build my pillow and the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Pittsburgh homeowners rate Pella number one as a leading window brand. Susan wrote, we are thrilled with our new Pella windows and door. The installation process was superior to any other work we've had done in the past. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Wow. Thank you, Susan. Low pressure consultation plus expert installation. At Pella, it's just what we do. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. You know what today is? It's the day you stop paying full price for gas. Get the Easy Pay card at Circle K and save 30 cents a gallon on your first 100 gallons. Then save 6 cents a gallon on every fill-up after that. Sign up in store and visit CircleK.com slash EasyPay for more details. Neighborhoods all over the country are on high alert after another one has gone missing. Taylor Alloway is on the scene. Despite the best efforts of law enforcement, the criminals remain at large. I spoke with the police moments ago. 96 elephants are lost every day. We just don't have enough of a force to protect them all against poaching. At the rate they're disappearing, there will be no elephants left to lose in 10 years. And that's a crime against us all. Stop the ivory trade. Fight the crime. Go to 96elephants.org. Terry Tim's with us, South Hills, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We're talking about uh, Proverbs 4.23, but um, Terry, you know, you're, you're a baseball fan, uh, Kath and I are as well, Mike, and uh, we watched from the front row seat the debacle of the end of the season, of which was horrific, and then of course the firing of Clint Hurdle, which was expected, but the poor way that it was executed is a whole other story. It's hard to believe that you could take smart people with staffs and media and marketing and how you could botch the end of a season the way they did. I mean, the, the, the all the, the really cool stuff that happened around Steve Blass, mm-hmm. yeah. which I, was... It was terrific. It was terrific. I mean, 60 years in baseball. Yep. That's with one team. Yeah, not which no is, which Unheard was, of, unthinkable. Right? 
And there was so much, I mean, as terrible as these last few months have been with the Pirates and to kind of like, okay, we're, we're going to honor Steve Blasser over this last weekend and we're going to have some positive vibes. And we know some, some stuff's going to happen later, you know, when the season is over. But then to have that announcement uh, on Sunday afternoon. What the Before heck? the game. Wow, right before the game. I mean, like an hour. I mean, unthinkable. I, th- I think. I think. I mean, Clint actually. I think he expected to manage that game. He, yeah, he, yeah. he, he gave, said he in the a press conference. Well, he said in the PG he expected to manage next year. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, whether that was not expressed to him and something he assumed, or it was expressed to him and something changed, I don't know what. But we all read the same article. Yeah. So mixed the- signals somewhere along the road. Somewhere along. But the your road. point's well taken, Terry. You know, in an organization like any, what you would consider, you know. A, Bright people, right? People engaged, showing up, wanting to do the right thing. Sure. You know, uh, management and, you know, marketing and all, all those things together that, that make something work well. How do people screw that up? I mean, I just, it's, it really is unfathomable. So whether it's baseball or ministry or whatnot, we are all Ugh. deeply fallible. Yep. And communication is so critical, and yet we we blow it constantly. And we have to always keep at the forefront of our head, whether we're talking about work or we're talking about politics or we're talking about stuff in our neighborhood, whatever it is, that we need to honor each other, even as we make hard decisions. That was my problem with the hurdle Mm. firing, is I felt like they treated a good man horribly. And that should not have happened. Firing somebody, look, it's... It's major league it's baseball. Major it happens. That's, it happens all like, but doing it that way at that time was horrible. Right. Yeah. Anybody that's in that position in a, in a professional sport uh, role, a coach, they know you're going to get like yeah. It's a short shelf. There's very few baseball managers that just get to retire and ride off mm-hmm. into the sunset. Right. They all get fired at some point in time. Yeah. But it. It, you can do that with dignity yeah, exactly. and you can honor people. And they and, didn't. And they didn't at all. And and Clint really, um, he has added so much value to the city. He I mean, sure has. Beyond baseball. Uh, I, I, I saw him a couple of months ago in a coffee shop uh, in downtown Pittsburgh. And he caught me by surprise because he was sitting there. Well, he was dressed in a suit. Like you know, you never see him. You like never that. see you. You see him in his, which again I think is it always cracks me up that I think baseball is the only sport that it the, is the only the, sport the coaches the managers wear the uniforms. And right? that should probably stop. <laughs> it's just I kinda, like it. It's cool, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's part of the the tradition. It's the team. But it caught me off guard. Two things. He's he's in a suit. I mean, a really nice suit, and he is a he is a man of presence. Like when mm-hmm. he's in the room, he's tall, but not just tall. Like. He owns the room, yeah. just with his his being, and it, he was so kind. He was, you know, I, I just chatted with him for a couple couple of moments, but he, what a kind, generous, thoughtful, faithful man right. who was really disrespected and dishonored uh, in, and and I'm I'm glad to see there's a ton of backlash. Yeah, in, in our city. Okay. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, we love about Clint is, you know, he essentially brought Faith Night to Pittsburgh. Not course, essentially, I think he did bring. Right? Faith I mean, Night so to Faith Pittsburgh. Night was a thing in Major League Baseball. You know, you know, and the Atlanta Braves have been doing it for decades. But Clint saw that and said, "Let's do this." And so, for the first time, you got to see transparency. I mean, people just <laughs> like you and I. And again, I talk about this. You know, you see these guys in their uniforms, yep. like you said, Terry. They are Superman in some way. And then all of a sudden, you see them in their street clothes, and you think, "Wait a second. 
that guy's not that special. He's wearing a pair of, you know, shoes like I am. He yeah. kind of looks like me in a way. Right. But, you know, their struggles are our struggles, even though their special physical skills are, you know, otherworldly. And their paychecks, of course, are different as well. Th- those big things are the gulf between us. Yes. But they, you know, at Faith Night, everyone's talking about Jesus. And yep. I remember him saying at Faith Night, I've never forgotten this. This has really changed the way I look at Major League Sports or at any sports, but particularly Major League Sports, because that's what I watch the most. He said, if you notice a player has the city name on the front of their jersey and he said i always tell the players you have to remember that you are representing not just yourself Mm. and your family you are representing this city so think about that when you go out on the field but think about that when you get on the bus think about that when you're talking to your next door neighbor think you are representing your city that city all the time and then he said but i say to you to all the people who were sitting in the stands, he said, remember that on the back of that jersey is their last name. And so when you criticize that player, that player has a family. Mm. And you can't forget in your zeal to promote your city that you injure someone's family. That's wise. That, that's remarkable. I know. Yeah. And I have thought that. I was just watching the Steeler game last night, and that came to me. And I thought, you know, if we would look, if we would have that in mind, we could still love sports, but we wouldn't be so nasty about it. That is such a, I mean, as, as you're talking, I was, I was thinking about Charles Barkley, his statement years ago, we're not, role, I'm not a role model. model. Right. And, and Clint was like, no you are. You are. And well, look at AB. You represent. Yeah, you are. You right. represent this city. Exactly. And but but you're a human, worthy of dignity and respect as well. Uh, that's, you know that that's on us as the it fan. It is. Sure is. Right. It is. To act Tom. like a human. Hey, Terry. Uh, seconds left. Talk to us about Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Yeah, we uh, we meet out at Boyce Middle School on Boyce Road in Upper St. Clair on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, right now, we're actually doing a series, a fall series called The School of Love. So if some of the things we talked about here today maybe provoke some curiosity, you could check us out, uh, check out our podcast. And uh, if you're looking for a church, we'd be glad to have you sometime. Very nice. Always a pleasure. Hey, thanks for being with us. The podcast is up and running. JohnandKathyShow.com. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.